Rusty Quill presents. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the show. You know the drill. Patreon.com slash woe underscore begone, yada, yada, yada. Early access, instrumentals, extra songs, writing, visual art, and more. Thanks to Risky Coffee, Plum Yule, Edith Wharton, Cooper Dukes, Mira, and Jason Lee for supporting the show. Warning, this episode contains a description of murder. Listener discretion is advised. Matt, you're not going to believe me, but since I failed to sneak up on you, I'm just going to start talking. Don't, don't point that at me. I know, I'm a hypocrite, but technically I haven't, so. I don't suppose you've heard of the game. That would make everything considerably easier. Feel free to interrupt me if you've heard this one before. The problem is, I don't know how someone could have the capacity to understand the game unless they've been playing it. You could call Anne, she's playing it with me, too, for me, sort of. But I don't think that she normally picks up the phone at 2.30 in the morning. God, almost three by this point. Why were you up? Well, you don't look like you want to call Anne and hear about it, so... I wasn't kidding about not pointing that at me. This is going to sound silly, but... Do you remember when you died? It was a long time ago at this point, so I understand if you don't remember. I haven't forgotten, so let me tell you exactly how it happened. It was the first week of August, and it felt too bright out for some reason. I remember that so clearly, over bright. Even before it happened, I felt that way. Going outside felt like getting attacked. Strange for a bad omen, brightness. You got T-boned by a distracted driver. Maybe the sun was in his eyes, who knows. The speed limit was much too fast at that intersection. He wasn't speeding. They actually lowered it by 10 miles per hour after that. You died out there, in public, in view of everyone. Overbright. I wasn't there, of course. The police and ambulances came, and the formal process of notifying everyone started. Do you remember when Sophie's father died in high school, and we were on the phone with her when the police showed up to tell her? I'll always remember what she said to me when Grace went incommunicado that one time, and we were all worrying about her. If she's dead, they will tell you. No words travel faster than the words, Matt is dead. They told your family, and your family posted about it on Facebook, and the news started to trickle down from there. I'm not Facebook friends with your parents, so I heard it from someone who heard it from someone who heard it from someone. Proof doesn't travel nearly as fast as words do. Frantic attempts to call you, to contact your family who of course weren't being super responsive on their social media pages, And finally, confirmation. The sun had gone down by the time I was sure. The way it all shook out caused me and John to get into a massive fight. Remember John? What a meathead. He loved hockey as much as he hated talking about feelings, which was pretty much the whole problem we had that night. He went to a hockey match instead of staying home and doom-scrolling and panicking with me, and by the time he got home, I was so thoroughly brined in my grief that it led to an enormous argument. 
Not your fault, of course. Not anyone's fault, but certainly not yours. I don't know if things really would have been better if he had driven home instead, but I was convinced of it at the time. It took a lot of work to repair ourselves from that event, but the work got done. We ended up breaking up because he loved hockey and hated feelings, and I'm kind of lukewarm on both of them, so it didn't really work out. We gracefully parted ways as friends. No, really, I swear we did. I know I don't normally end relationships on good terms, but John's still the kind of guy I can call up in the middle of the night. The accident certainly didn't affect our relationship as the universe stands right now. You might notice that you don't remember any of this. John doesn't remember any of this either. Nobody on Earth remembers the events that I just described, and that's because they didn't happen. I mean, they did happen, but they didn't happen now. They got undone is what I'm saying. You would think after how long I've been doing this, I would find a better way to describe what's happening. You were killed, and then I completed a task, and my reward for completing that task was that you were brought back to life. Or rather, you never actually died. It's not like they dug up your body and resuscitated it. They made it so that the car accident never happened. Or maybe the car accident actually happened, but you weren't killed. They did change the speed limit. I've never looked into the revised history of that day. The other guy died in that accident too, so either some accident still happened in some capacity, or he's walking around alive in this universe too. You popped back into existence with all of this moving to Vancouver stuff having already happened. And I guess cutting me entirely out of the time between the accident and the return in the process, which is why it looks like I stopped talking to you. It's not a perfect project, nor is it magic, as I am learning. I know that me being out of your life hurt your feelings, but apparently the math just worked out better that way. This whole saving you thing was long after you died. It's not like I was setting out to do something about the past, or about you. My initial motivations didn't have anything to do with you. It always hurt, but it got easier to manage. Sometimes it still hurts even though I know you're alive. A pang of loss every now and then for a loss that isn't even there. A phantom limb. I was on Reddit, and I know Reddit sucks, but bear with me. And I saw a post about a new ARG-style game with a considerable real-life component, and I wanted to see what it was all about. I entered the game, and I finished the first challenge, and, to my surprise, my reward was... you. It's called Wobegon. started doing a podcast where I tell the story of Wobegon in order. Sometimes people get lost if they don't start at the first episode, because there's a lot at stake here, so I suggested them that they go back and start at the beginning if this is their first time listening. But the gist is, I have to complete challenges in order to stay in the game, but they're getting more gruesome. They started gruesome, but now they're gruesome, with a capital G. Gruesome, gory, macabre, miserable, I strike that last one. Wobegon is having me kill people, Matt. And if I don't do the challenges, then the prize gets revoked. And your life is the prize, if I haven't made that clear. Oh, that made you put the gun down? I'm glad you're finally more intrigued than you are threatened. 
I'm sure that you don't believe me. I wouldn't believe me. But I believe that you believe that I believe what I'm saying. Which means that you likely think I'm in some sort of mental health thing. Or maybe a drug thing. Or maybe I'm being extorted by someone because I failed to pay some gambling debts. That's a good one. Yeah, and you think that I care that you have money, which is why I'm trying to weasel my way back into your life. That's smart, Matt. It's not correct, but it's smart. I have some questions about your money, but I'll get back to that in a minute. I can't prove that it's real. It's sort of a paradox to attempt to prove that this is real, even in the best of times. I only get to experience the effects of Wobegong when I'm rewarded for completing a challenge, rewarded being in the biggest air quotes of all time. Most of my rewards have been that the universe is made such that there is no way to connect me to the horrible thing I just did. But I had to keep doing them because you were the prize and I didn't want to lose you again, even if you didn't want anything to do with me. I've only shared the retained memories of a corrected past one time, and that's because we were both playing Wobegon. Even if I could get them to change the past to prove something to you, I'm not even sure you'd remember. You might go right on with whatever change, like it was always how reality was. Playing the game for you was what I was doing at first, at least. I was only playing in order to protect you. I was naive to be so singularly motivated in a game with such dire consequences. After a while, I started following the trailheads that they, the people running Wobegon, the game runners, left for me and putting together what I was truly dealing with. A lever of power that even the most powerful people in the world could never dream of. A lever so big it takes a giant to move it. The possibility of altering the past in any way that I deem fit. Screw your life, Matt, or even my own. What I've stumbled onto is literally bigger than our universe. I have to win for the sake of that power. To save you, to undo everything, and then finally to change things. I don't even know what I would change, but the possibility of it makes my blood run hot. But the clock is ticking. If I don't complete the challenges fast enough, then I'm out of the game. And then there's Anne. What I haven't told you yet is that I'm a prize as well. I failed the second challenge and died. I had to cut my own arm off and I bled out on my living room floor. Don't look at me like that. You weren't at the funeral, or so I've heard. I know, travel is hard right now. I had to pay a shady guy on the deep web to make a fake Canadian passport just to get here, and even then I barely made it through customs. Anne was convinced that something was up with the way that I died and started investigating. This led to her playing Wobegon, and when she completed the first challenge, I was brought back to life. Which means that if she loses, then I die. So I'm trying to win the game before she has a chance to lose. I don't know if that's how any of this works, but it's the only chance that I have. Also, and I want you to be extremely calm when I tell you this next bit, let's, let's practice. On the count of three, I want you to be as calm as you've ever been. Gentle elevator music. Lucy Goosey. All right. Three, two, one. Hey, if anything, you tensed up. I'm being serious right now. It's something that you need to know, but I can't tell you if I think you're going to snap on me once I do. Okay. That's better. Yes. All right. Deep breaths. Anna's trying to kill me because the fourth challenge is to kill your prize from the first challenge. Hey, leave the gun on the table. You promised me that you would stay calm. I know what you're thinking. Yes. That means my fourth challenge is to kill you. Yes, that's why I'm here. I want you to know that I moved heaven and earth to try to prevent it from going this far. 
And by moved heaven and earth, I mean that I moved an iron rod quickly and with force into the skull of the person that I thought was running the game. This iron rod, to be exact. It didn't go optimally, which is why I'm standing here in your kitchen with said iron rod, and not sitting atop a throne made of whatever I damn well please because I control all of space-time. I tried to overthrow the whole game, and I completely failed because my puny brain couldn't even conceptualize the entirety of what's going on. So I'm sure that you can see the conundrum here. This can't go well for you, no matter what happens. My fourth challenge is to kill you, so obviously your instinct would be to defend yourself from me, right? But if you kill me in self-defense, then I'll lose the game and you'll go back to being dead. If you call the police, uh, what are they called here? The, the Mounties? Do they all ride moose or something, or am I misremembering a cartoon? Anyway, I go to jail for a long time and end up losing the game. If you tie me up or something, same thing. You've really got the short end of the stick here, Matt. I mean, I do too, but my end is slightly longer. But you're at the bottom of a really shitty hierarchy, so you're basically beholden to whatever I want you to do. Killing you seems like the only option that saves any of us. That's why I came to Vancouver today. Well, actually, four days ago. I've gotten really great at stalking people as a result of playing Wobegon. I have a lot of questions. I know that you told me that you have a wife and a kid, but where the hell are they? Wherever they are, they haven't been here in four days. Did you lie to me about them? For what reason? And this house is a lot smaller and schlubbier than I expected it to be. I know that Vancouver housing prices are high or whatever, but did you lie to me about having money? What even is your angle? If you don't actually have money, then why are you so hostile to me on the phone? Presumably it was because you thought that I was trying to get your non-existent money, no offense. It doesn't add up. You had no reason to lie to me, at least no reason that you were aware of. All of this did make it a lot easier to stalk you and get you alone, though. Not gonna answer? Well then I'm just gonna keep talking. For some reason I've got it in my dumbass head that if I keep talking long enough, I can work my way out of any problem in front of me. It doesn't seem to be working right now, but maybe that's just because I haven't been talking enough. I've racked my brains for weeks about what to do about this. There must be some solution to this problem that doesn't end in me killing you. I thought, maybe I could get you to play Wobegon, and maybe your prize could be your own life, or something like that. But that won't work. The game runners choose the challenge and the prize, and it's highly unlikely that they would allow such chicanery in their game. It's real people we're talking about, so any attempt to use a loophole can just be shut down by them going, uh, nope. Also, they're edgy idiots who want a fun story to play around in, so they won't do anything to make my life easier and thus make the story less fun. So, can I please kill you? Pretty please? I'm so close to access to Wobegon that I can taste it, and I swear that the first thing that I'll do is learn how to undo every horrible thing that they've driven me to do, including killing you. This reality won't exist anymore as soon as I can do something about it. This is only temporary. You'll awaken into a new reality without any clue that this one ever existed. God, I sound so fucking crazy right now. You've honestly been a lot more patient than I could possibly deserve, and it's a miracle that you for some reason haven't wiped both of us off the map already. I guess you do trust me a little, even if you don't believe me. I don't even know if I could do this even if you enthusiastically let me. Cannonball said that I was a true sociopath for playing the game so well thus far, but even I have limits. Uh, Cannonball's one of the game runners, and don't worry about it. You were supposed to be asleep, Matt. Why in the world were you awake at 3am? I was going to sneak in, bash your head in, and sneak right back out again. Right out of the entire country. 
I was never going to have to look you in the eye and explain myself to you. The more I explain, the less it feels right to kill you. But there's an even deeper feeling inside of me, a knowledge that it is absolutely vital to kill you in order to survive. That little, ancient piece of lizard brain in the back of my head begging me to do anything that it takes in order to not die. Look, Matt, I'm scared. Honestly, this whole thing is horrifying to me. Wobegon has completely shattered me, and I'm just looking to get a little unshattered. It's not like... Jesus fucking Christ, what the fuck was that? What was that light? I feel like a doll that just got unceremoniously tossed into a dollhouse. Did you feel that too, or see it or whatever? I'm gonna have to sit down. Can I sit? Oh, sorry, I'll have to ask forgiveness rather than permission. I'm sitting down. What? I'm so disoriented. It's like you shook me awake from a nightmare. Did I pass out or lose time or something? Matt, did I go somewhere just now? Did we teleport or something? Matt? Matt? Matt, you're crying. I don't understand. What just happened? Do you know what just happened? Did something happen? The Game Runners did something fucky to my brain not too long ago, so I might have just had some sort of episode. Did you dr drug me? Wait, how could you have drugged me? Why are you crying? What's going on? Sorry, my mind is racing. Everything's a blur right now. Okay. Deep breaths. Calm. I am calm. I am here. My name is Mike Walters. It's a little after three in the morning. I'm in Vancouver. I am here. I am anchored. I'm calm. Wait. We were on opposite sides of the table. Now I'm on the side by the fridge and you're on the one by the sink. I didn't come over to this side of the table. Why would you let me come over to this side of the table? Did we actually teleport? That doesn't make any sense. Oh, my head. Oh, am I... Am I bleeding? Oh, oh no. Why am I bleeding? Do I have a brain thing? Oh god, this is bad. Matt, are you okay? Are you bleeding? Whatever happened didn't kill you, so that's unfortunate. I've been talking myself into and out of it this whole time, so it would have been nice if the cosmos had made the proverbial chess move for me. Matt, why are you looking at me like that? This whole time you stood and stared at me with intensity and desperation, like you thought a crazed and delusional killer had broken into your home, which is almost half untrue. Now you look so different. Your... Your hair is parted the other way, too. I feel like I'm in one of those spot-the-difference puzzles. Everything is just so slightly different. 
I wasn't paying attention close enough before. I can't tell what's all changed or why. Matt, quiet as ever, but tears running down your face. I don't understand. Why won't you tell me what happened? Why won't you talk? What? What? Matt, what? Sorry, but what? I know I sound like the Pulp Fiction meme, but what? I, I don't understand what this is. Do you believe me now? Is that what this is? But why? What happened just now? Where did we go? Where did we go? Why would you pass me the gun? Not five minutes ago, I thought that you were going to kill us both any second now. You passed me the gun? You passed me the gun. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know what just happened. I don't know where we went just now. I don't know why you won't talk to me. Am I overthinking this? This is what I told you that I wanted. You talking would only make this so much harder, really. But why are you giving me what I wanted? This isn't something you should be encouraging in me. Maybe it would be better for the universe if you did kill me and this little tale of the game was tied off, but you passed the gun to me. I, mm, uh, uh, I, mm, uh. I feel like I was just freaked out about something. Like everything was different and it isn't anymore? But I just walked in here a second ago. I broke in through your kitchen door and unexpectedly found you sitting here at the kitchen table at 3am, crying, the gun in front of you, and you passed the gun to me, and that's all that happened. I... I'm... sorry. Did I tell you the story of Wobegon? That sounds crazy if I haven't, but when would I have done that? But then, why else would you be passing the gun to me? Why would you be awake and expecting me? Sometimes I have a nightmare that there's a spider in my bed, and it scares me so much I wake up standing up beside my bed. Remember when we were roommates and you asked me one day what I was screaming about in the middle of the night the night before? Dream spiders. This feels just like that. Like I was just screaming at dream spiders, but the dream just ended and I can't remember the specifics. I... Something... Happened. Oh my god, Matt, something happened. What in the fucking world happened? We went somewhere? Someone... Came here? And you believe me now. I don't... I don't know when I told you what was going on and what my only option seems to be, but you believe me even without me telling you. I... I didn't... tell you this time, right? But I did tell you one time. Who? You got proof, but from who? I didn't come here with any expectation of providing adequate proof. I don't even know how someone could provide proof without being one of the game runners. Did one of them vouch for me? Surely not. They love the conflict, that's most of the point. God, I have so many questions. First and foremost, why you have a sawed-off shotgun in the first place? What even is your life? It's not what I thought it was at all. I can't imagine the Matt that I thought that I knew ever having utility for a sawed-off shotgun. I also couldn't imagine him passing me said sawed-off shotgun in order to kill him, in order to save him. So I guess my imagination might be the thing that's lacking in this scenario. 
I imagined you out here living the perfect, idyllic family life in the suburbs. Not whatever this is. Not that it matters. I'm sorry, Matt. I guess you know that by now. You wouldn't be so calm if you didn't know what was going on and know how sorry I am. It completely broke me when you died. I held it together in public decently well, but anytime I was alone, I would just burst into tears. I became completely non-functional anytime I thought about it, and when I had time to think, I was always thinking about it. I would cry so hard that I'd have to lie down, and once I lied down, it felt like I was floating over my body. I told this to someone, and they explained to me that I was dissociating, which isn't even something that I thought that I was capable of doing. It was like I had died, too. I didn't take good enough care of myself after that. I didn't listen to my body when it told me that things weren't right. It fully crippled me for a long time. Months, easily. After a year, it still felt like a big black pit somewhere in my body that I couldn't even adequately locate to fill. I burned so many bridges that didn't need to get burned because I didn't know how to control myself anymore. I should have gone to therapy, and I never did. And now I have to experience the same loss with so much more intensity, because I have to be here. I have to be the car crash, and I have to be the driver, and I have to be the argument with John, and I have to be the funeral, it's all too much. And I have to keep saying I'm sorry like words are worth something when I'm about to kill you. There isn't any certainty that I'll be able to set things right again. All of this is just for an opportunity. I promise you that I won't squander that opportunity, Matt. I'm sorry. I love you. You were the first straight boy whose heterosexuality broke my heart. I don't know if I ever told you that. All straight boys are poison and you should never let them into your heart for any reason, but everybody ignores that advice all the time. I'm sorry, Matt. I love you. All of this just for Wobegon. Next time, I don't know what I'll do. The challenges aren't over yet. I'm still playing. <laughs>